Hi, Nicole. Great to be here. Good to see you. Um, so we're here today with Not Amen. His Facebook group is Activists for Domestic Violence and Family Law Reform. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your group. Uh, well, I've been um, through the family law process that finished a couple of days ago. You have a um, case. Yeah, I had a case. The case is closed now. Mm -hmm. um, so been through the mill and found out what works and what doesn't. Uh, mostly about what doesn't. Um, and uh, really, I needed to um, start the family law case because uh, my son was being brainwashed effectively and my role as a parent was being undermined. Um, so that it is possible to tell a lie to a child and have that child believe that lie and decide to side with one parent or the other. It, it's also quite crazy because men and women do this sort of stuff about equally. So, so for feminists to say it doesn't exist and men's rights people to say it does exist, really, there, there's no, it's not even strategic on either of their parts. Um, so, so women are affected by this as much as men. Out of a spectrum of control. Um, so it's, it's both child abuse and domestic violence. Uh, here in Australia, we've got um, some very good uh, researchers uh, researching that area. Obviously less than in the US, simply because you've got a lot more people over there happening here. Um, unfortunately, the, the courts are very, very slow mm -hmm. to accept it. And there's, there's lots, of, lots of people involved who have a particular ideology um, that either support it or, or oppose it. And everybody will grab it as a weapon just to suit their cause. Um, clients probably comes from the US. Mm -hmm. um, but, but parental alienation is using children um, as a tool to control the other, the other parent. Gotcha. Um, and, and there is some good research being done here, uh, here in Australia, um, by the University of Tasmania. So, um, so, so there is a big, a big campaign here to try to have that recognised as, uh, let's just say, unacceptable behaviour, uh, regardless of, of what gender is doing that. Do you say that's what your Facebook group is about? Um, the, my Facebook group is more about the reform of the family law system and reform of domestic violence policy. Mm -hmm. um, which it, it's includes, a I'm sorry, which would include the parental alienation, right? Yes, yeah, so there, there's a whole range of domestic violence, um, you know, from, from men raping women to um, homosexual men beating each other up to lesbians sort of you know, destroying the, uh, each other's character amongst their friends. Um, 
you know, to to men being victims of physical control or financial control. Um, there's a massive spectrum um, and so many different areas of it, um, all of it being unacceptable and basically uh, one person trying to destroy the other. Um, and it's all very political. It, it, there's the debate about, oh, no, we're women and women can't do bad things or, no, we're men and men can't do bad things. Obviously, that's rubbish. Um, <laughs> And your group and your group talks about that and tries to focus on reform unilaterally. Yeah, yeah, across the board. We've um, we've probably got about forty percent women, sixty um, percent men. Um, I I try very very hard to ensure that um, it's neither a you know, a feminist group or a, or a crazy men's rights mm. ideological women bashing group. <laughs> um, and, you know, that, that's, it's just not constructive to say, let's get all this gender together and bash the other side. Yeah. That, let's just say that that's not good for anybody's mental health and it's certainly not good for kids. So what happened in your case? Um, well, <laughs> I, I see that your group's called uh, Success Stories, mm -hmm. and um, from one particular perspective, um, we could say that I don't have a success story at all, but, but what I found is that uh, things aren't always as they appear on the surface. Um, so, so a bit of a a bit of a quick rundown. After three years in the family family court system, um, with allegations of violence from both sides, both me to her and her to me, um, with uh, police being involved and bringing charges in other courts, uh, and then police backing off and saying, "Oh no, we've got no evidence and lies." Um, the, the case finally came to an end where um, I agreed that she would have sole parental responsibility, which means that my son lives with her, but she's held accountable to, um, to ensure that I have a regular and increasing relationship with my son, which based on her track record she's never been held accountable for that before um, and so that is something that I can at least uh, maintain a relationship with my son grow that relationship um, so be that's aware. your success story right there yeah yeah so so what one of the things that many people uh, lawyers particularly have said in family law uh, and I agree with, which is that it's the whole concept of winning a family law case is shows a fundamental misunderstanding. Uh, I don't know how things are in the US there, but here in Australia, it's all it's all about the the parents have no rights at all. The right belongs to the child, mm -hmm. um, and and so if 
if the father or the mother want to say, hey, what about my rights? It's all about, no, what about the child's rights to have a relationship with you? And um, that's very much where I'm focused. So I, I ensured that his right to have a relationship with me is protected. And so that's good enough for me. Well, that's wonderful news. Um, I'm happy to hear that you'll have more time with your son. Um, and <clears throat> that must be a big deal to you. Yeah, yeah. What reforms do you think should be made to the family court to get better outcomes for children? Uh, that's, um, that's a big one. There have been a lot of initiatives here in Australia to try and fix the family law, uh, fix the family court system. They've, um, they've made a number of recommendations and they're trying to fix it. Um, some of those I agree with. Uh, what, would be, what would be one of those? Uh, so, so basically it comes down to accountability. Mm -hmm. um, there, there are a number of problems that need addressing. Uh, one of those is that uh, anybody can say, I'm terrified for the safety of the child, so therefore I'm going to break these court orders and just protect that child. Now that uh, sometimes is legitimate and sometimes it's just a fabrication. There is no danger to the child at all. There's no evidence of danger. Well, well, <laughs> That's, that's something that then goes to the court. Um, but but what any one person can say, oh, I'm terrified mm -hmm. um, of what harm could happen. Um, and, and sometimes, absolutely, that's, that's true. And a, a protective parent should be able to break a court order under those circumstances. But in other cases, that's not true at all. Um, unfortunately, even when it is not true, um, and there is very little accountability for anybody who breaks court orders. Um, and, and I think the legal system here has just gotten sick uh, of enforcing its own orders uh, because everybody's breaking them. Um, and th and that, just, that just encourages more people to break them if there are no, no penalties. So, um, so enforcing the authority of the court, uh, not not allowing people to have contempt for the court um, and, and not allowing the court to have contempt for itself by not even enforcing its own orders. Um, that's a good start. Mm. I hear you. Um, I'm in family court too in the US and I'm not sure that if that those are the same issues we're dealing with in uh, my own courtroom but um i hear what you're saying <clears throat> so um, another big area uh here is that we have um what we call family report writers which tend to be social workers or uh somebody who interviews both parents and interviews the child and says well you know what i think i think this um some more some more um information that could be true or not true yeah the the, the 
the problem we've got here is that normally those people um, are, will will have gotten into that position by having an ideology. So sometimes that ideology is men's rights activists. It doesn't matter what the father has done or been or been accused of doing. Um, the father's obviously the best parent, and that cannot always be true. It's just not right. You you cannot have uh, somebody with an ideology that says that's always the case. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Um, and and equally so, um, there are many women who get into that position and have a feminist agenda and will will say, well, no, the mum is always right and the mum is always the best person. Um, that obviously can't be true. There's got to be at least one person on the planet where the mum is not the best person. So, so there's oh, no right. accountability for for these people um, to to say, well, um, let's listen to the audio recordings of those sessions, allow a judge to listen to them, and compare that with what was reported, and say, hey, that person did not ever say that. Where did you get this from? Um, or based on what you've heard, why did you just ignore that? Um, you know, that, that's that's clearly negligent. Um, these people need to be held accountable um, appropriately uh, to the court rather than just just being allowed to make some recommendation um, and then the, the judge saying, well, hey, I don't know, that sounds like a good idea. I hear you. We have um, what's called guardian ad litems out here, and yeah. I've had my own situation with my where I disagree with my guardian ad litem. I'm not sure where he gets his his. I feel like bias, and um, it's been difficult working with somebody who um, is court ordered something I didn't ask for and. I don't think my son needs. Um, so I can totally relate to how frustrating that might be to get a report that doesn't substantiate what's happening. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I mean, to, to be balanced, probably everybody in a dispute will accuse the, um, the guardian ad litem in your case or family report writer in my case will accuse them of bias towards the other side. I mean, you know, you've got to expect that. Um, I, I think the reform comes in where um, where those, those accusations can be checked independently. Just because you might, let's say we have the same person and we've got a shared child. We don't, we're on different continents, right? But, um, you know, you might say, no, nah, they're biased towards the dad. And I might say, no, nah, they're biased towards the mum. And, well, you know, all of the evidence might go to an independent person and say, ah, oh, look, you know, I can't really see much bias either way. They said horrible things about you and horrible things about me. And, well, you know, it's probably pretty horrible towards both of you. So. <laughs> um, but there are certainly cases uh, and it, and that might be the case here, 
maybe you got an outrageously misogynistic um, person deciding that no matter what you've done, no matter what the truth of the allegations are, you're a horrible mum. And and the same for me. Um, you know, so we just we just need a system to check that. Thank you. Um, what are things that you look for when de when determining whether someone is a victim or perpetrator of domestic and fi family violence? That's, um, that's a that's one of the most important uh, questions that I that I consider. Uh, I, I am an activist, um, and because I'm working in that field. Um, there are lots of people who will jump up and down and say, oh, I'm a victim. Now, I can read between the lines and I can see that many of them aren't. Some of the behavior I see is, you know, has all of the signs of violence. Um, you know, if somebody's being violent in a Facebook group and they're saying, oh no, I'm a victim, if they're being violent towards other people or people of the same gender or opposite gender, um, you know, that's, that's a sign, <laughs> right? You know, you, you can't then go and say, oh no, they called me violent. It's like, well, yeah, I, I just looked at your posts. Yeah, you are violent. <laughs> um, so, sometimes these are women, sometimes they're men. Um, but when I suppose when I'm talking to somebody, I, I I look at that sort of that sort of stuff. What have they said? How do they come across? Are they just abusing everybody? Are they just angry towards everybody? Um, do they do they try as best as they possibly can, according to their own awareness to be understanding and present both sides of the argument and say well look you know my ex said this about me and I can sort of see his or her point of view but you know I think she's mistaken I see it from this perspective that's far more balanced than my ex is just an, uh, just an abusive narcissist well you know, I, I've been accused of being a narcissist before. Uh, because of that, I figure that narcissists accuse other people of being narcissists. So since I don't believe I am, I'm not going to accuse anybody of, a of being a narcissist because I'm not a psychologist, a psychiatrist. But, you know, just, just hurling weapons at the other side is, you know... It's, That's pretty... At very, at very least, it's not constructive. Right. So it's pretty common and, it, and you think, it sounds like it gets out of hand and so the, the there isn't balance. And the one that gets friction is the child. He's the one that doesn't, doesn't yeah. pay off for. Yeah. Um, what areas, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so, so basically summarizing that, it's like, is somebody telling half the story or do they say, look, and, and in this situation, I just lost my, lost my temper and I hit her. I, I, I had a guy talking to me the other day and, and he said, I slapped her in the face. Um, 
and so somebody telling me that doesn't mean ah i knew it you're an abusive bastard no it, what that tells me is that they're able to self-reflect they're able to say look i'm no angel i've done some bad things but these are the other things that have happened to me and for me providing the whole story means that somebody's committed to the truth um and so is one of those signs that somebody's not out there to say hey i'm an angel i'm a victim and uh you know hey yeah we we need to go out and get all these bitches mm-hmm. or if they're a male right mm-hmm. or or if they're a, a woman you know men are bastards we need to bring them all down shoot them all mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um in what areas do you believe domestic violence system fails both men, women, and children? So the domestic violence system, you're saying the court, is that right? Well, I'm, I'm not sure how it works there in the U.S., but, mm-hmm. but we, have, um, we have here, the, invariably, the police get called and, you know, there was an argument or something or somebody hit somebody. Police get called, and um, normally somebody takes out a restraining order against somebody else. Uh, it, it can be done privately, but often the police are involved. Um, now, the thing is that normally only happens for physical violence. That will never happen um, in a situation where a man or a woman is controlling all the money. It's like, no, no, let's say you, you can't dress like that to go out. Um, normally, the story there is told with the, the guy telling the woman that, um, you know, I don't want you to be seen like that. But, um, you know, similar things have happened to me. No, you need to get a haircut. No, you, you can't go out wearing that. You'll embarrass me or whatever. Um, yeah, you know, it, it cuts both ways. Um, you, for that sort of stuff, it doesn't happen immediately. Um, nobody is going to, after the 18th comment this week about, no, I don't want you to go out like that, suddenly call the police. Mm. The police aren't going to intervene and say, ah, well, I, I think this is the 15th time you've said that this week, and that seems like a controlling behavior, and cumulatively, that's destructive to the other person, and that's controlling, and that's not appropriate behavior. You need to be restrained from doing that. And so we're going to take you to court and get the court to restrain you from doing that. This is it's what you're going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. If you get somebody turning up to a police station with a bleeding face or a stab wound or saying, I've been raped, yes, it'll happen. But that's a very, very small fraction of domestic violence and normally is something that happens after years and years and years and years of the other types of control. And only after documentation and police reports 
yeah. court hearings. Yes, I know. Yeah. Been involved in it myself. So yeah. So so the way we're responding to domestic violence just doesn't work, and and in fact it inflames things. Even when um, so so my partner. Um, uh, was stabbed four times. My partner's a woman. I'm I'm straight. Um, she was stabbed four times by a guy. Um, before she was stabbed, she was hauled into the police. Uh, the police were concerned for her. They said, "Look, you know, this guy seems to be uh, really bad. We've just called him and said, no, no, uh, he's going to be restrained. Um, not allowed anywhere near you." Um, that, of course, really made him angry. Uh, they then said to her, do you feel comfortable to go home? She said, yeah. Now, they knew that he'd been violent in the past, but she didn't. So they said, okay, toddle off, go home then. Then uh, he was waiting in a house and stabbed her four times. Mm. Now, you know, the police totally failed to protect her. She, she was in a, what they call uh, a red flag meeting. She'd been red, red flagged as a woman in danger from a dangerous guy. What is the term? Uh, well, it, it's just a police term here. But, but uh, you get a red, a red flag on, oh, a red on, flag. on a, yeah, on a person's profile. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, this is a woman in danger. Right, okay. gotcha. So they called her in and said, you know, are you safe? Are you safe? She said, oh, yeah, I feel confident. I'll, I'll go home. Well, she wasn't safe. The fact is, they had the last 10 years of his history and his police reports. They had that information and she didn't. Mm. They could have said, you might think that. Wow. And, and we can't tell you what he's done. That would be a breach of confidentiality. But do not go home. That makes the police dangerous. Yes. Sounds like. Yeah, they... The, the system is broken. It's, it's not protecting any men from women. And it's not protecting most women from men. Mm. And it's certainly not protecting any same-sex relationship couples from each other. Which drew, which spills over into divorce, violence there, and gotcha. Yeah. Um, so it's it's broken. Um, you know, it it also doesn't um, police intervention also doesn't. Um, doesn't work where you've got that parental alienation where let's say a mum or a dad said hey hey kid although you may not know it your mum's been using drugs um, and she's spent all your pocket money um, on getting drugs you know I, I'm really sorry you know the dad could say that the mum could say that um, the child's not meant to know mm -mm. if it's true or not. But for something like that, if the other person finds out about it, okay, I'm calling the police. Well, the, the police are going to say, well, so you say that you heard secondhand from your child 
that the other parents said this to them. Oh, what, if you were a police officer, what would you say after the 30th call of this? What can they do? Mm. You know, uh, what would you think um, if you can't go to the police, what's your best options? The best options um, educating people. Um, raising awareness of all of the different types of domestic violence. Um, <clears throat> not just not just the obvious ones. Changing the whole, let's say, marketing and awareness of domestic violence to away from this woman was murdered or this woman was raped or this woman was stabbed. Because... Although all those things happen and it is horrific, 95%, if we just stick with women here, 95% of women, um, that will happen after, what, five years of controlling behavior that has left them trapped. Mm -hmm. Totally financially controlled, emotionally manipulated, mm -hmm. uh, probably possibly raped within a marriage, um, you know, low-level violence, um, brainwashing, gaslighting. Um, you know, I'm that... I'm nodding my head. That's a, what I've yeah. had to go through, yeah. Yeah. So so it's more about educating, not just gen, not just the general public, but, but individuals in those situations so that they can wake up. Uh, it took me a long time to wake up saying, hey, um, actually, this this behavior is really, really not good. And, and so many people that I've talked to, both men and women, say, you know, it took me a long time to realize that this was what was going on. Mm -hmm. it, it, that sort of abuse and control just sneaks up on people. Mm -hmm. um, so, so it needs some really really strong educational messages and moving away from the um from the ideology which is all men are violent and likely to murder you and all women are innocent that is not education that's that's just gender politics um that doesn't actually help anybody that inflames the situation it will make the men angry and the women more uh more empowered to get away with things um it's just not the solution it is the solution if you want to advance um the number of people in the industry but it, and and you know keep the problem going but it's not the solution. It's not the solution to loving relationships and kids being protected. Mm. Um, so that leaves us with what are major challenges you're experiencing right now and how are you handling them? Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did have a bit of an echo. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what are major challenges you're experiencing right now and how are you handling them? Um, 
major challenges are rebuilding my life after after 10 years of abuse basically being told I'm uh, completely worthless that I'm not a useful dad uh, not able to be a dad not capable of looking after myself or my son um, and rebuilding uh, myself and rebuilding my relationships that have been um, that have been quite deliberately destroyed um, so so that includes my mental health looking after that I am diagnosed with PTSD uh, th this isn't actually the often there's complex PTSD used but uh, I'm not diagnosed with that I'm diagnosed with PTSD um, and depression and anxiety and um, both of those things seem to be very uh, quite obvious when somebody's abused for a long time um, so I need to rebuild rebuild that um, uh, and reinforcing my my parenting skills, um, my assertiveness in um, holding accountable the people who are deliberately undermining uh, the relationship with my kids. Um, How does that look? <laughs> well, um, I am about to bring an intervention order against my own parents, unfortunately. Um, really? Yeah. The, in, a, in, a, in a family law dispute, there's basically, um, I think it's in the context of narcissistic abuse, you get the concept of flying monkeys. And those are people who will say, all right, who's got the power? Who's going to win the battle? I'll just do what, I'll just go on their side and do whatever they want me to do. And that way I'll be on the winning side. Mm -hmm. Now that's, um, and so they actually assist abuse. Um, that's been the case um, by my parents here. They've worked uh, with my son's mum they've uh, actively assisted her past information on which is later end up uh, used as a weapon against me um, and I'll, I'll be providing proof of that um, and requiring some accountability um, for their actions but basically saying um, that they will be required to notify me when they make contact with my children uh, because because I've asked them to do that uh, but they insist on going behind my back uh, not even advising me of the time that they're arranging with my kids. Oh, that sounds very um, disconcerting and yeah um, yeah, that, that's, I, I would think common common respect would say, uh, hey, um, you're our son and we would like to spend time with our grandson. And just a heads up, we've arranged that with your ex and we're picking them up on this time to go and do this. Um, particularly if I've requested that they always do that for somebody to say, no, no, you can't make us. Uh, 
just seems to be a little bit of a distorted view about what exactly their role is. Um, I, I'm, I'm certainly not preventing a relationship between my son and them. Mm-hmm. I am insisting that I am able to uh, fulfil my role as a parent um, that is aware of what's happening with my kids. Wonderful. I think that's great to be proactive in that way and um, just cleaning up the garbage, so to speak, the riffraff, and focusing on the what matters, which is non, non-bias attention to your son. Yeah. Um, Another another thing that I find particularly challenging um, and and ironic, actually, is is that as part of this uh, family court case, I've said, well, here's the evidence of what the mum has done to me. I mean, that's that's what everybody does. She'll present her evidence, I present my evidence. Um, and I'll say, well, you know, I, I think that this is abuse and with the outcome being, well, look, you know, your son's going to live permanently with his mum anyway. Um, I'm being sent to, in the words of a, uh, ad litem or family report writer, adjust my attitude towards the other parent. Now, on one hand, I see that it's certainly not conducive to have a good cooperative relationship uh, when two parents hate each other. On the other hand, um, accurately calling something child abuse when a child is being told lies um, is not something that I can suddenly feel good about mm-hmm. and consider was in the best interests of my son. Right. So, uh, but anyway, I'm required to go and get re-education um, <laughs> by the court. So that will be very interesting. Um, so that's the best. change that you're doing, the change that you're going to do. Oh, well, I, I'm re- I'm required to do that before mm-hmm. I get more contact with my son. I so see. that will be that will be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I cynically see that as if I become trained in in feminist theory, then I can have all the access to my son I want. But if I insist that um, that well, no, I don't quite accept that then uh, no, I'm obviously dangerous for my son. I think that's a little bit of a polarised view, but um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to try hard to adjust my attitude. That's wonderful. And um, <laughs> I'd love to see you in a little couple months, see how things are going for you. Yeah. Um, and then as far as your Facebook group, um, that's where you do your activism mostly, or? Oh, well, my Facebook group is basically an information exchange. We've got over 500 people in it, mostly from Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, some from the UK, some from the US. 
but it's mostly an Australian thing. Um, it's more that the people involved in that are sharing information about the uh, the initiatives that they are doing um, outside and privately. So it's an information exchange. Um, unfortunately, it can be a bit of a whinge session. Um, and so I need to... A session? Uh, a, a, a whinge session where, you know, the guys complain about, oh, the, oh these feminists, they're doing these horrible things. And the, uh, the I women complain. I into that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, you've seen it. I know, yeah. I know. Um, look, everybody whinging and doing nothing is not constructive. Um, I, I would love to have um, a, a bunch of women's rights activists, just as much as a bunch of men's rights activists, focusing on the on reform of the areas that don't work for women. Mm -hmm. just as much as the areas of reform that don't work for men. Um, so not necessarily within the family court system. Well, it's, all, it's also about domestic violence. It's basically, how can we fix both systems to just get rid of ideology mm -hmm. and look at, okay, how do we protect people? Mm -hmm. How do we protect children? And how do we cut the crap and stop trying to attack each other uh, and score points and actually say, hey, we need to do these things because if we don't, more people will die. Right. Well, that's um, proactive and I appreciate it. I appreciate you doing that. I have my own ideas about connection and uh, voting, changing yeah. laws myself and I know that we've been talking and <clears throat> working um, kind of together with those ideas, with kind of coalition style yeah. thoughts. That's exciting to me. Um, so what's your final thoughts? Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 final thoughts. Um, my final thought really is probably one about me. How can I continue to fight the good fight for both men and women, but mostly children? Not, um, not ignore the bad things that happen that have happened to me and have happened to my women friends and my men friends not ignore it but also not become bitter and twisted and just go into a great big whinge cycle and get overwhelmed and resigned to oh, it's all screwed nobody can do anything um Nobody wants to hear that. It's not fun. It doesn't make anybody fun to be around. <laughs> I don't want to be that person. That person isn't going to be effective at changing anything. So the challenge for me is how do I stay positive, motivated, effective and upbeat while not ignoring all of the really, really difficult stuff that 
needs to be acknowledged. <laughs> if, if you've got an answer or any tips or any of your uh, people have got an answer or any tips, please let me know. All right, Not. Thank you very much. And will you say your Facebook group's name again? It's called Activist. Well, well, its official name is Activist for Domestic Violence and Law Reform, open round bracket, A-D-V-F-L-R, close round bracket. But the easiest way to find it is whatever Facebook group you've got, it's um, facebook.com slash groups slash end all DV. Wonderful. Well, end and on Facebook, I'm not a man, K-N-O-T space A-M-A-N. And so, uh, yeah, just connect with me. I'll be your friend. Even if you're a feminist and um, <laughs> even if you're a feminist and, and uh, want equality mm -hmm. and to stop this crap to everybody, mm -hmm. well, you're my ally. Nice. I don't care what you call yourself. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> right working with you and continue to work continuing to work with you nicole yeah it's been nice all right well i'll see you on the other side and we'll catch up in a few okay all Cheers. right take care <laughs>